Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 1st of April, the 91st day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. You still have 274 days left to do something silly. And it ought to be today. It's April Fool's Day, where in many countries, people play pranks on each other. In many French-speaking countries, it's called Poisson d'Avril. April's fish, and the most common prank is to attach a paper fish to someone's back without them knowing it. I guess the worst April Fool's Day joke played on me was when my daughter told me I had been summoned to her school because she was failing and was going to have to repeat the year. When I looked at her with sorrow, she gaily shouted, April Fool's! What about you, Michael? Were you ever an April Fool? I'm afraid I'm a professional. I manage to be foolish practically every day of the darn year, so April the 1st doesn't change much. <laughs> yes, so we are listening to birdies, which is what our trusty sound engineer Erwan Rome is listening to right now. He has fled Paris for the country for the next three weeks, and I imagine he is happily looking at trees, flowers, cows, and having some good old peace and quiet. And a lot of music to go with the bird song, Knowing Erwan. However, our sweet Fitz, also known as Michael Fitzpatrick, is right here beside me. Howdy doody, folks. And he's ready to mix in your delicious sound kitchen ingredients, your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. There's Olia's happy moment, too, and a little April foolery to end the show, so don't touch that dial. This is the sound kitchen. Is Susan Owensby is cooking. There goes the timer. Time to get the quiz out of the oven. On the 25th of February, I asked you a question about Olia Horton's article, Meet the African Comic Book Heroes Taking the World by Storm. Olia had just come back from a reporting trip to the Angoulême International Comics Festival and profiled one of the stars of the festival, Marguerite Avouette from Côte d'Ivoire. You were to reread Olia's article and send in the answer to this question. What is the name of the non-profit organization founded by author Marguerite Avouette, which has already established five libraries in Côte d'Ivoire? Michael, what's the answer? Des livres pour tous. In English, that's books for everyone. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question suggested by Prithviraj uh, Porkayasta, president of the RFI Listeners Club in Jorhat, Assam, in India. And the question was, what is your favorite hobby, aside, of course, from listening to the radio, and how has that hobby impacted your life? Well, you'll hear the answer later on in the Listener's Corner, so do stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... 
RFI English listener Sakila Musarat from Chapanawabganj, Bangladesh. Sakila is also the winner of this week's bonus question, what's your favorite hobby? Sakila's favorite hobby is pen friendship. As he put it, it's an exceptional hobby. We can tie a bond of the heart with a distant stranger through pen friendship. Exchanging letters with different castes and people can result in genuine friendship. One develops a beautiful mind and a deeper humanity. Let us keep this hobby alive. Congratulations, Sakila. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are RFI Listeners Club members Samir Mukhopadhyay from West Bengal, India. And last but not least, RFI English listeners Nasir Aziz from Sheikhapura, Pakistan. Ainal Hok from Natore, Bangladesh. And nine-year-old Srijan Adhikari who notes he loves radio. Yay, Srijan! Srijan lives in Nadia, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Uh-oh! Earlier this week, five French banks were raided by investigators from the Financial Prosecution Office looking for evidence of an alleged dividend arbitrage trading scheme, which allowed investors to avoid paying billions in taxes. The French banks are accused of facilitating the scheme and taking commissions on the illegal trades. You know all about it, of course, because you read our article, Prosecutors Raid French Banks in Multi-Billion Euro Tax Fraud Investigation, right? Well, reread it and answer me this. What is the estimated lost tax revenue from similar investigations in other European countries? Again, reread our article, Prosecutors Raid French Banks in Multi-Billion Euro Tax Fraud Investigation, and send in your answer to this question. How much has the dividend arbitrage trading scheme been estimated to have cost a dozen other European countries in taxes? You'll find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? The question this week was suggested by Kashif Khalil, who's from Faisalabad in Pakistan. Kashif wants to know, and so indeed do all the rest of us, what is your dream job? Would you like to be an actor, a firefighter, a footballer, a farmer? What about a radio journalist? Tell us, what is your dream job? And thanks, Kashif, for sending in the question. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for future bonus questions, so send them right in. For me, a high-minded diplomat who saves the world through dialogue and mutual respect. Although brain researcher is pretty high up there, too. And you, Sweet Fitz? Beer tester in a brewery, perhaps? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm playing to, to type here. <laughs> you have until the 24th of April to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 29th of April to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Thank you. 
Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-31129682. That's plus 336-31129682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on RFI. And now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael. Today, you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, what is your favorite hobby, aside from listening to the radio, and how has that hobby impacted your life? The question was suggested by Prithviraj Purkayasta, who is president of the RFI Listeners Club in Jorhat, Assam, in India. So we'll start with his answer. Prithviraj's favorite hobby is walking, and this is what he writes. During the pandemic, when people around the world were very much concerned about fitness and developing a strong immune system, I started walking for at least one hour each day, every evening. Walking not only boosts my physical and mental strength, but I've also found it leads to a balanced lifestyle and lots of confidence. I not only plan for future endeavors on my walks, I listen to the radio and have reconnected with old friends like RFI's Sound Kitchen. And I can attest to that. Preetwaraj disappeared for quite some time and now he's back. Yay! I'm pleased you're back in touch. Bye. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it's an especially happy time of the year for the gardeners out there, as spring has finally sprung. Salim Akhtar wrote that since he was a child, gardening has been his favourite hobby. He writes, I grow plants, vegetables and fruits. Now I can even easily graft a rose plant. I spend a lot of time at nurseries. Everyone, be sure and look at the Facebook Club's pages. You can see photos of Salim planting trees with his students. I hope you'll inspire the next generation to be gardeners too, my brother. Salim is not alone. Rabbi Sankarboso is also mad for plants. He writes, Since my childhood, I've been fond of plants and flowers. They are my kith and kin. We have a flower garden in front of our house with a variety of seasonal flowers and a kitchen garden at the back. Gardening gives me both pleasure and profit. It's good physical exercise, but when I see the plants in full bloom, my heart dances with joy. When I touch the blooming flowers of my garden, put my finger on the tip of a rose, and I whisper, is this what it feels like to be God? Kashif Khalil shares that passion for gardening. He writes, in spring, I always buy a few trees from the nursery and plant them near my home. That's my contribution to enhancing the beauty that God has given us in nature. Yemi Sande John Toure also loves to be outside, but playing football. He dreams to become the next Mohamed Khalon of Sierra Leone. 
Here's a man after my own heart, Mahesh Jain, whose hobby is collecting vinyl records. Mahesh wrote, I love to listen to music on vinyl records. It brings relief and peace to me. With vinyl, you get an analog sound that reverberates and creates a warm sound you can't find in any other medium. The music and vocals are closer to the way artists sound live because the recordings are not overly compressed. You're more connected to the music. It's as if you watch the music come to life, and the album covers help visualize the music too. The movement of the stylus on the grooves of a vinyl record gives me peace of mind, relieves my stress, and calms my anxieties, and it certainly stimulates my happiness. Me too, Mahesh. For Radhakrishna Pillai, it's reading. He writes that through books, he learns new things about life. Nine-year-old uh, Srijan Adikhari's hobby is reading too, especially comic books. He wrote that his favourite is the Japanese manga series Doraemon. Nusrat Zahan's hobby will make any journalist happy uh, following the news. And for Arne Tim, it's doing crosswords, which he's been involved in since he was a schoolboy. Not only does he learn new things, he says it also helps his memory. Yeah, but Arna, do you work them in pen? Or pencil. <laughs> Dipita Chakrabarti's favorite hobby is cooking. She says it's fun and interesting to experiment with so many styles from around the world that are available on the internet. I've learned that the surest way to a man's heart is by cooking delicious meals. As I have two loving hearts to look after, those of my husband and my son, I can proudly say that I have been broadly successful. Good on you, Depita. I always wait until my husband has almost finished a good meal I've prepared before I ask him to do something. Hey, whatever works, right? Karuna Kantapal loves collecting stamps and coins. He wrote that he's been collecting since 1969 and that he has stamps and coins from all over the world. Sharifa Akhtar Pana is a stamp collector too. She combines her love of radio with her love of stamps. She writes two radio stations. They write back and she keeps the stamps. She says she has thousands of stamps from about a 100 countries. Nasir Aziz also loves collecting stamps and coins, but his top hobby, aside from the radio, of course, is typing, which he not only loves to do, but also got him a very good job as a result. And for that, he is very grateful. Speaking of writing, Hans Werner Lolika from Denmark's favourite hobby is letter writing. This is what he writes. In school, we were encouraged to write letters. My seventh grade teacher organised pen pals for us from England. I got a boy like myself. We wrote to each other for many, many years. I became a pastor. Alan stayed at his farm. We never got to meet, but we exchanged dreams, faith and our vision of reality for many years. I've also combined my radio hobby with letter writing, which has enriched my personal life through letters, answers and comments in radio programs. I know I love corresponding with you, Hans. Sorry to interrupt, Michael. Go on. Here's a nice example of what letter writing can bring. Hans continues, When I was about 20 years old, a distant relative from Nebraska in America visited the family. He was in his 70s. He spoke fluent Danish and he had never been to Denmark before. For many years, he wrote letters across the continents, across two generations. He was close to 100 years old when he died. He became my friend, and we named our son after him. 
Well, Father Steve Wara writes, for me, what immediately comes to mind is my love or aspiration to make more friends and do the very best to get along with everybody that comes my way, irrespective of their flaws of character. After all, he says, I also have my weaknesses that they in turn must patiently put up with. We are all human and each and every one of us far from perfect. And this, of course, far from being a mere hobby, is an important lesson of life to aim for peaceful coexistence wherever we find ourselves. Well, that's certainly hard to beat. Well done, Father Steve. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, what is your dream job? And our thanks to Kashif Khalil for suggesting it. And if you have a bonus question, you can send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating, and a special thanks to Sweet Fitz for hanging out in the kitchen with us. Thanks, as always, for having me. I'm DJ Do. Bonjour from Paris. Time to get happy with Ms. Olia Horton. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity and sprinkle it with sunshine and there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello Sound Kitchen listeners, Olia Horton from the RFI English team, I hope you are well. This month for my happy moment, I'm inviting you to step back in time. This is not an April Fool's joke, I promise. Close your eyes and imagine yourself on one of the small cobbled laneways in the 6th arrondissement of Paris back in the year 1686, sitting in one of the city's oldest cafes, Le Procope. Founded by the Italian chef Francesco Procopio de Cortelli, it was here that Parisians first tasted coffee and fell in love with it at first sip. It was here where I went to have lunch just a few weeks ago to celebrate a family birthday. It was a delight to cross the threshold and be welcomed by a waiter in an elegant suit who took our coats and sat us in a cosy little alcove. With its stately portraits in golden frames, chandeliers, memorabilia and cosy carpeted rooms, this labyrinthine establishment has seen many illustrious figures dine inside its walls over the centuries. Here, I felt like I jumped into a time machine with the ghosts of the past murmuring away beside me. This was the place to be in the 17th and 18th centuries, where writers and philosophers regularly came to discuss their theories and ideas, dining and reading by candlelight. Voltaire reportedly wrote his play Oedipus and celebrated the premieres at the nearby Odeon Theatre. The desk he used when he wrote still sits on the first floor. Diderot and d'Alembert started writing their encyclopedia, while Benjamin Franklin wrote part of the American Constitution. French revolutionary figures like Robespierre and Danton used to gather with like-minded folks and legend has it that Napoleon Bonaparte left his hat as a gift to pay off old debts. In the 19th century, the romantic writers Alfred de Musset, Georges Sand, Théophile Gautier rubbed shoulders with actors and intellectuals of the day. Each table setting has a gold plaque next to it with the name of a famous person who may well have sat at that very seat 200 years ago. While I supped my house special of Cocovin, wine marinated rooster, sitting in Lafayette's seat, I went into a kind of daydream, wondering about all the amazing historical things that happened here so long ago. 
Around me, tourists from France, China, Japan and the US chatted quietly while waiters in elegant black and white seamlessly served meals on large trays. Next to my table were two elegant elderly women enjoying a tête de veau and a glass of Chablis complete with creme brûlée for dessert. I distinctly heard one of them murmur that she was celebrating her 92nd birthday. How's that for longevity? I hope I'm still whining and dining with friends at their age. Seeing them enjoying themselves in this intriguing historical site made me very happy. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or you can go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Olia Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you, Olya. You can hear Olya's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to our sound engineer, David Brockway, for putting the show together, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the four French departments' underwater restrictions as of early March. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. As I noted at the top of the show, today is April Fool's Day and a good day to do something silly. And I'll play you out with some fine silliness from the Italian opera composer Giacchino Rossini. You may know who he is. He's the one who wrote Figaro, 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 which, if you're a fan of old Bugs Bunny cartoons, you have heard, I guarantee it. In fact, I posted one of the cartoons using it on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages, so be sure and take a look. Anyway, back to Rossini's silliness for April Fool's Day. Rossini loved to have fun, and he wrote the piece you're about to hear for two sopranos who also like to have fun. This is Dame Felicity Lott and Anne Murray with pianist Graham Johnson. The piece is called The Cat Duet, and I think you'll pretty quickly figure out why. And you go do something silly today, too. Talk to you all next week.